Zeit ist in der Kleinstadt Winden ein Junge auf mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Guten Abend an alle da draußen. Ihr hört Radio Winden, Winden's number one radio station since 1953. We're turning it over to the Dark Three, only on Radio Winden. Hello and welcome to Radio Winden. Hello. Hi. How are you, how are you all doing today? Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of emails to read today, so um, email, I'm email, super email, excited. Email, email. Emails, emails. Hello, I'm the mailman. I've got mail. Yeah, we've got mail. We've got mail. Yeah, you haven't said that in like an episode or two. Yeah, I, it's I know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm back. I made my way back to myself. So we have a couple of emails from Mahela. I just said that's a fucking mood, but I was muted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering because I read your lips and I was like, what? That's yeah. a fucking boob? No, um, that's a mood. <laughs> we have two emails from Mahela that I would like to get through today. Um, and okay. then we have a couple of others that I think we can get through pretty quickly. So first email from Mahela says, hi, Dark Three. Hello. Hi. So I'm currently listening to the Elizabeth episode and freaked out when you got to the eyes. I haven't even finished the episode yet, so I'm writing while finishing it and making sure what I send you guys isn't something you're saying. Okay, finished it, and I can actually send this. Not sure about (laughs) upcoming ones, though. Sorry. I'm not sure how it all connects or what to make of it simply because my brain isn't as advanced as the three of yours. I'm going to stop you right there. stop. 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 Stop that. So I'm hoping you can either make sense of it or connect the dots or whatnot. Also, you can read this on the podcast. However, because I haven't watched the episodes after this one, I'm pretty sure someone has already mentioned it. And if not, wow, I'm excited. Aww. I went to the show notes as soon as you mentioned Elizabeth's timeline is an eye just to see it and clicked around to look at Wohler's eyes and then Bo Odar's Instagram and started scrolling. Stop. Uh-oh. I can tell. I, yeah. my, <laughs> I have goosebumps on my legs, dude. I can tell this is going to be good. Go on. Yeah. You mentioned how you don't think there are many blue-eyed characters on the show. And after my scroll session on the account, I noticed how you were right. Not a lot of characters have blue eyes. However, the biggest mind-blown moment for me was the fact that Merrick and Sonia both have blue eyes. No! Who? It is difficult to see any characters eye color in this show. Yeah. The origin world. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is difficult to see any character's eye color in the show because of the light. So that's why I don't think I've noticed it before. And so I was thinking, what if Claudia's heterochromia symbolizes how her and her bloodline is connected to all the worlds? Dude, dude, dude. I mean, we only just figured that out yesterday. (laughs) Or I mean, last week we sort of kind of talked about how she represents being, you know, both boxes, right? Yeah. So that's crazy that you figured it out listening to Elizabeth's episode. (gasps) big brain over here i know <laughs> the other people that i've noticed to have blue eyes are Jonas, marta tanhouse the unknown and the others you previously mentioned i don't know how or and if eye color is connected or symbolizes anything so i thought i'd share it with you and see what your opinions are i would say like for sure it has to be connected to something because they made the active decision to like have eye color changes and for claudia yeah and people were wearing people were wearing colored contacts in the show so like they thought about it and it meant something we just yeah i mean it could also be okay hold on before i go on my crazy like conspiracy theory it could also be that they just wanted all the actors to match and look like their younger selves or whatever so maybe contacts were used for the adults so that Mm -hmm. they match the kids you know that kind of thing 
But also, you know, it could be that they were thinking that far into it and that it did mean stuff. What color yeah. is Helg's eyes? I think they're brown. Mm. They Actually, I have the page open. They do look light. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I felt like, like they might be blue. like blue. Yeah. So Jonas starts with blue eyes. And Old then Helg seems to have. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Cool, so cool, here cool. it says Jonas's blue eyes evolve to stranger Jonas's green brown eyes. But then they go back to blue for Adam. So mm. that's weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the green and the blue kind of mirrors the heterochromia. Yeah. Colors, right. Yeah. Just it could be nothing. It could just be that they were letting the actors keep their natural eye color, except for like a few. But at yeah, the but same he's time, wearing colored contacts in season yeah. three. Yeah. So I wonder what that is. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that is. Because it's got to be something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yes, we um, love that. That's flipping great. And I totally agree. And it is a mind-blowing realization. And it's great. So tight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disclaimer, I haven't done extensive knowledge as I think that if you haven't dived into this yet, it would be a good episode to listen to if you dive deeper live and basically do the work for the audience. LOL. Little bit about <laughs> me and how I found the podcast. I'm 19. I'm a woman from England studying law and criminology at uni. Not sure what the relevance oh. for all this info is, but I genuinely feel close with you all. And like the other people that write in, feel like I am sharing stories and listening to others alongside you in your living room. Oh, <sighs> Best compliment Good. ever. Yes. Yeah. Found you through a search of dark Netflix on Spotify about a month ago. Added you to my library. However, only started listening four days ago because I didn't understand the basics of the show yet. And so mm. listened to a watch along to see their theories. Their theories and episodes were to solidify and briefly explain the actual plot. Because yep. I was so confused, but I really wanted to work it all out. And then once I wanted and had the time to dive deeper, I started yours. Also, even though I'm short for time because it's uni, I can't stop listening. Oh, good luck in uni, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That's a big degree. So yeah. yeah. Good yeah. luck with your schooling. <laughs> I am more than okay with you guys reading this on the pod. However, not sure how relevant or shocking this information is. It's so good. Thank it's you. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. impressed that you made that connection listening to Elizabeth. How long ago was yeah. Elizabeth? A while. <laughs> months and months and Can months. Can I say, I can't wait until they reach the Schrodinger. I'm just like, I, I cannot. I'm waiting for those. So I holy know. cow. Tell me other people had the same reaction we did. <laughs> My life is forever um, changed. Even if you don't read it on the pod or together, just wanted to say how good you all make the podcast. It wouldn't be the same if not for you three. So I really appreciate the work and passion you put into all of it. And I hope you're all dandy, safe and healthy. Aww. Three things. Thank Aww, you all again, thanks. Mihaela. Mihaela, thank, um, thank you. you so much. Thank you. We have a second email from Mihaela. Yes, follow up. I'm very yeah. excited about. We have a follow up. All right, here we go. Hi, Dark Three. I'm currently doing work on a lecture about green criminology and researching and came across this website. Ooh. I'm going to share the website in the... Okay. Can I just, while you're doing that, can I just say that it feels like, first of all, thank you everybody who sends us any form of contact, whether on Twitter, Instagram, when you pop into our streams. Um, these emails are so fun. I honestly feel like we are like a small underground, like internet research or just club. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what am yeah, I yeah. trying to articulate? It feels like we are sleuths or did you ever see that TV show Ghostwriter? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It feels like that. <laughs> it feels like we're all just trying to solve a mystery together. And I just, it makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. You mm -hmm. know, we get these emails yeah. like, Hey, I found this site or I found this bit of information. And it's so good. I love it. Anyway, that's all yeah. I wanted to say. What was the website? 
Uh, so I've shared it in the dark chat. Mm -hmm. She says it is brief and slightly vague. However, something caught my attention while scrolling. Bearing in mind, I do think this is just a weird coincidence, but interesting. There is a German sociologist called Ulrich Beck who wrote a book or a textbook called Risk Society. I haven't read this book. However, the website above states the most obvious type of new risky technology is that of nuclear power. Yes. Which generates mm. small but hugely toxic radioactive forms of waste, which stay radioactive for thousands of years. Maybe the authors of Dark had come across this book when researching for the show and read it. Like I said, I think this is a coincidence. However, this made me think. How did the authors land on the idea that the nuclear power plant and the explosion that actually caused the opening of the caves? I know that in the origin world, Tanhouse created the time loop and something else needed to create the time traveling in the caves. Peeves. I think it's a metaphor for the loss yeah. of someone in your life is like a nuclear explosion. So mm -hmm. that's what I, I the think fall, that's yeah. why they, I, I also think as Merg's mentioned before, that nuclear power is a big deal in Germany, yeah. like in German politics as well. Right. Yeah, so it, it could is. just be that, but it also happens to double as a very good metaphor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a big deal in Germany because Germany was, uh, Chernobyl is yes. close enough to Germany that Germany mm -hmm. got a lot of radioactive wind essentially when that yeah. happened. And, um, and they're Germany also decided to, yeah, their they, yeah. they're, they're getting rid of all of them. So yes. it, it's, it, it could just be that it could be as easy as it's relevant in, in Germany. But it, I, I do happen to think it doubles for a very accurate metaphor of what it feels like to have your whole world like explode mm -hmm. suddenly and so violently. Yeah, I love that interpretation. Mm. I know that in the origin world, Tanhouse created the time loop in the other worlds and something else needed to create the time traveling in the caves. If I'm wrong, don't hesitate to correct me as I'm still halfway through my rewatch. So some things might have slipped my mind. But regardless, maybe you guys had some ideas about the actual nu nuclear power plant in the explosion as well as their significance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think thematically the nuclear power plant is at the heart of Wyndon because it employs so many people. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's that unifying thread that connects everybody as well as giving them kind of a platform for the scientific element of nuclear waste and it creates this portal and the God particle and all of that stuff. I think it, it just works on multiple levels, which may have been the reason why they chose it. But I think there's also a lot of other connections too. Yeah. Mihaela says, I have written before with the eyes theory and I doubt you discussed it because there wasn't much there to go into. Oh, there was so, it. we, there's so yeah. much to go into there. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. But if you haven't read that email, I'll do a quick bio. She gives her bio and she says, while I'm waiting on new episodes, I have started listening to Nocturne and considering I've never <gasps> listened to this sort of podcast before, I'm loving it. I play it during my gym sessions and some of my uni work. The music and plot gives me goosebumps sometimes. It's so good. Currently on episode four as I'm writing this in the library, LOL, and getting a bit emotional at 105 minutes. Oh my God. Nocturne is so good. <laughs> so good dude. Oh. just just wait until you get oh, yeah. to the episode the lucky rabbit that is yeah. when everything just speeds pops up off and pops off and gets <laughs> even better oh my gosh i'm so happy to hear that you're listening to it yeah holy yeah. shit that's so cool uh and i'm i mean it if you like dark i really do think you'll enjoy nocturne it's not just because yeah. i was involved in the project but i feel like they've got similar vibes if you can get into like improv storytelling where it's just people sitting down and off the cuffing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. I'm yeah. So glad you're enjoying it. Welcome to the darkness. Ah! Yes. 
Your eyes will adjust. Your eyes will adjust in time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She says, anyway, Merg, sorry I couldn't stay long, but I hope you had a good stream on Monday. I've been keeping an eye on Twitch, but PB, I haven't caught your stream yet. I think it's it's because I'm not on it very often, but I'll keep trying. Also, Acorn, I've searched and maybe I'm just not doing the right thing, but I can't seem to find you on like Twitter or anything, but I still adore you all the same. So uh, Acorn, (laughs) do you want to shout out your Twitter again? (laughs) Yeah, and that's totally fine. I I don't have anything kind of actively going on like um, shows or or streams or anything, but you can find me. Yes, yes. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you search for Acorn Bandit, you should be able to find me. I don't think there's any other Acorn Bandits online. So that would take you to my Twitter, which honestly is probably the best place to go because I have a link to my website from there. I have links to all the other Twitters that I have. So just search me on Twitter, Acorn Bandit. Yeah. Uh, She says, sorry, this is another long email, but it was a cool and weird discovery and maybe it would offer for a good discussion. Hope you all have a good pod discussion on Sunday and have a great day. Until next time, Mihaela. Mihaela, thank you so much for emailing us. It's such a joy to read them. I I have a random question for you and, and you can cut this out or leave this in, but I think it articulates how much at least I am enjoying these emails. Have we heard back from, I think it was Rachel, Balcony, Balcony, Rachel? We are hearing oh, back yeah. from Rachel today. No, really? Okay. Wow. Well, she did email us a while ago, but we're reading the, her Yay! email today. Okay. Awesome. See? Oh my God. Okay. So you have to leave that in because I've been thinking yeah. about Rachel. So that makes me very excited to hear back. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Uh, speaking of Rachel, she was next in our list. So here Yay! we go. Wow. <laughs> how how, how yeah, serious. I know. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Rachel says, hello, friends. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Hi Rachel. <laughs> I've been thinking about you. Wow, that's so creepy. Okay. Um, so sorry. So sorry. Oh, my God. We were really creeping on someone that I fully admire yesterday. Uh, but like, I can't. Peeves and I have been on this show called Midsummer Mysteries on Table Story on mm-hmm. Saturdays. And mm-hmm. it just wrapped. And we did a Q&A yesterday. Yeah. And the GM, Trooper, invited his friend, Talia, who was one of the co-writers of the system Clockwork Dominion. Yes. Oh, that's and so cool. Dude. Yeah. It's so She good. is so cool. And yeah. I hope she never listens to this. But also, please be our friend. She's just so fascinating. <laughs> yeah. And you ever, so intelligent, well spoken. Yeah. When you have that moment where you're like, oh, I aggressively want to be your friend. Yes. Both Marks and I had that while we were live during the round table. <laughs> so we're like messaging each other, like, oh my God, she's so cool. Like everything that she said, she wrote a thesis on witchcraft and oh my God. Um, she said mag- over 100 papers on yeah. witchcraft and possession. Yeah. And I was like, what? Where can I read that yeah. immediately? So she's a historian. Yeah. And so then she decided to, with collaborators, of course, create this system uh, that you play in. That's I think by default, it's back in time. Like I want to say Anne of Green Gables era, um, Mm -hmm. whenever that is. Yeah. Edwardian turn of the century kind of thing and turn of one of the centuries Edwardian. But there's supernatural elements to it. So the Fae exists. The Fae realm exists. Angels exist. Nephilim. And they've gone out of their way to pull from actual biblical texts to kind of create this dark world to play in. But also they used math and probability to really enhance the player experience. And listening to her talk about everything that went into how thoughtful they were in making their decisions and why they chose to do what they did 
for the player experience was just so special. It was, it was really, really cool. And yeah, yeah. every, everything she said, I, I was like, she's so smart and I'm fangirling so hard. And I, I literally could listen to her talk forever. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this could go on for another four hours. I'd be fine. Just yeah. let Talia talk. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I did that thing where I think I, what did I say, Mergs, at the end where I did? I was just like, you were like, oh I yeah, Mergs and I have been talking about how cool you are. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's true. And then she said something else. And I was like, uh, oh yeah. She said, uh, I play Netrunner and you freaked, freaked out. out. I love Netrunner. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so good. And I got into it so late. And then she was like, yeah, OG. Oh, she gave the name of one of the, the corporations and I was just like, oh, God damn it. You're so cool. Please be my friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just like one of those one of those aggressive friendship things. But anyway, we, yep. was, we got derailed there. Yeah, we did. But it was yep. worth it. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Rachel says, hello, friends. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you for all the love when you read out my email, especially with my garden and you agreeing to make your podcast accessible for more people. Yeah. My heart is full and I listened to that episode like three times in a row. So cool. Oh, yeah. I was I just something... thinking about that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. The, the oh, accessibility the accessibility. Yeah. yeah. So we have to release them on YouTube but I fixed it. OBS has it. It's not perfect. It's not perfect, but I do have it set up so that that's why I, I now have closed captions on my stream that are highly accurate because of you, Rachel. So thank you wow. for that. Yeah. So I went searching for a way to do this and in my searching found something that does it for me live. So basically, okay. uh, for those who don't know, I stream live nearly every day on, on a website called twitch.tv. So basically, you know, the broadcaster sits there and, you know, will speak. And so having something live caption you is very difficult. Usually captions are done after the fact. But essentially, I found this plugin that works with my software that will caption what I'm saying. It's not perfect, but it's pretty darn good, especially for, you know, something that we don't have the time to necessarily go through and do a transcript of all of our episodes. So yeah. basically, I use that plugin and I replay our episode in this software and re-record it a video version and then it subtitles it and then we can That's export amazing. the subtitles to YouTube and then we can turn community subtitling on so people who are listening can correct it and make it better. So yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, I don't know how to put transcripts in Apple podcasts or anything like that, but we can go ahead and start releasing on our YouTube channel, which I have set up. It's ready to go. We can start awesome. releasing the subtitled versions um, they won't be perfect, but they should be good for your uses, Rachel, hopefully. And then you can help correct it. Yeah. If you'd like anyway. It's awesome. So yeah. yeah, 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 we did that. Rachel says, I have something to build on the theory of Boris's parents being Agnes Nielsen and Daniel Convald. So if they are Boris's Ooh, parents, it could wait, answer the question. Wait, wait, remind question. me who yeah. Boris is again? Boris Nievald is... Alexander. Alexander. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think of him by Alexander. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So if Agnes Nielsen and Daniel Convald are Boris's parents, it could answer the question, how is it that Ulrich's life gets real fucked after Hannah asks Alexander slash Boris to do so, even though he's already in the 50s? Say it again. What? Yeah, yep. I know. Same. <laughs> so if they are Boris's parents, it could answer the question, how is it that Ulrich's life gets real fucked after Hannah asks Alexander slash Boris to do so, even though he's already in the 50s? <gasps> oh, right. Because Ulrich is gone. Ulrich's already in the 50s. And yeah. Hannah then asks him to destroy Ulrich. Yeah. Oh, it's 
stretch your arms out for this reach. <laughs> Our theory <laughs> is that Alexander had a link to the 50s, which could be his parents, Agnes and Daniel. Yeah. A link how? I don't know. Yeah. Firstly, here, here's some evidence. Firstly, when Egon tells him about the strange man's presence, i.e. Ulrich, Daniel has no emotion and is quick to dismiss the conversation, telling Egon not to tell Doppler about the man. Yes, he is a chief, so they aren't supposed to be emotional, but Egon is clearly worried, while Daniel is deep in thought. Knowing this is the perfect situation to completely fuck up Ulrich and frame him for the murders. Also, when Ulrich is taken into custody, the scene right after Egon catches Ulrich is the jump to the 80s and the introduction of Boris Niewald running through the forest. Then, for Agnes, when she meets Ulrich on the road going into Winden, I always felt she was hiding something and that she was drawing out the exchange like she knew something. Building on the Agnes episode, if she mm. and Claudia are working together, maybe Claudia brought her back to the 50s in time for her to cross paths with Ulrich, like she would have told Claudia about Adam preparing to kill Marta. Maybe she told Daniel about Ulrich's arrival. We don't know much about all three characters, so I'm digging the theory they're all related. I have a lot to say about gardening, so I'll send that in a separate email to keep this dark yes! related. Thank you again for your mind-blowing discoveries and theories. You three are perfect for each other. Never believe anything Aww. else, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. I'm finding it hard crazy. to wrap my head around that theory. Yeah, me um, too. Probably just because it's been a while and I'm trying yeah. to imagine, but I've always felt like there was something missing about Alexander, like we yeah. didn't hear but I'm very curious to see if these writers are going to do something in their new show that is related to Dark somehow. I yeah. Originally, I didn't think so because they're using some of the same actors from Dark. So I feel like if they were going to do something that tied to Dark, they wouldn't use the same actors, right? Because Dark's thing's happening in its own little bubble. But who knows? Unless the actors played characters that were within the time loop. Or outside of then it, after the time loop's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If they are playing characters in the real world, then there could be like a spiritual connection yeah. to yeah. their counterpart within the time loop. Yeah. And I mean, as somebody who creates and does like storytelling on a minor scale, like I, uh, I get her, she says, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have a TV show on Netflix, but I, I understand the desire for your audience to want everything to be connected or just want mm -hmm. more of that one thing. So I'm totally cool if they don't, if they never touch the dark universe again. But yeah. it is set up perfectly that they could if they wanted mm -hmm. to. And I love that. Just an Easter egg. They could do yeah. it. I like that. But totally. yeah, I've always felt that there was something more with Alexander that we didn't see. And he does look a lot like Agnes, doesn't he? He comes from the outside, but no one comes from the outside. Nobody comes from the outside that doesn't belong there, that isn't already trapped. That's and then there's so also the investigator, right? Yeah. 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 Who's also yeah. coming Two from people. the outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just an itch. It's an itch yeah. that, that needs to be scratched and mm -hmm. answer. But mm -hmm. if only we could read the original plans for the show, mm -hmm. all the content that they couldn't put into the show, like Inez's background and Alexander's background and the background of the detective and how they all yeah. work together and are connected. Oh my gosh, I would pay so much. To yeah. See, yeah. To, to read like it for sit myself. Down. Yeah. And, and have a conversation have a about conversation. the creation yeah. process. Yeah. I think that would be really cool because I think, I think a lot of the times you plan certain things, but you don't plan everything. So a lot of the yeah. stuff that we dive into in the theory crafting, I'm sure that it wasn't planned. I'm sure it just fell into place that way. But I also think that a lot of the preparation that they were doing and those themes 
couldn't help but be connected, which is part of the show's message that everything is connected on a macro mm-hmm. scale. And even if we aren't sitting down and saying, okay, we need these actors to have one green eye, one blue eye, because it's representing Schrodinger's box. Somewhere in there, they knew we've got two worlds. We want to represent the two worlds. So that is making them make this decision. And then it also, as above, so below, which I feel like I say every episode now, it scales, right? With what they're trying to do. So us looking in and diving into theory, we can extrapolate some stuff that maybe wasn't originally intended, but the the creators can look at that and go, yes, I agree with that. I didn't intend it, but I like it. Because that happened with me in Nocturne and no spoilers, because I know now that people are watching it, but there are things that I definitely did not plan. It's an improv show, of course, but when they worked out, it was like, it couldn't have been any other way. It's that that aspect Mm -hmm. of serendipity uh, that comes with every creative project and every Mm -hmm. team or group of people who all have the same passions. And we've talked about Mm -hmm. it before on the Mm -hmm. podcast, which is that Mm -hmm. it's very clear that every single person who worked on this show had a love for it. And so I think when that exists, there's just an element of kismet or serendipity or just an element of collaboration thread. Yeah. Yeah. Where, Mm -hmm. where it's like somebody's sitting there and they know what the story is because the writers have shared it or they've read the script or, but they're so into it creatively that Mm -hmm. they see a way to elevate it. You know, they see, Oh man, if I light the scene this way, then it looks like, you know, it's, I it's every it's single person effort. working yeah. from the top mm-hmm. down. Like we do that in animation all the time, like because yeah. animation is every single frame is crafted by multiple human beings. And so what ends up happening is that there are decisions in backgrounds to make things look a certain way. Easter eggs exist. And yeah. the amount of time and effort that goes into it, like you're working on a shot, one shot you're working on for like a full month, you yeah. know? Or longer. And so there's there is absolutely an element of purpose in every single thing you see. And that does extend to live action as well. There's a little bit less room in animation for happenstance or like happy accidents because everything has to be planned down to the detail. But mm-hmm. yeah. Can we talk about your recent experience with going the extra mile and putting something in to a shot and then it being recognized? You saw it on Twitter and you're like, yes, I did that. I purposely went oh, in. Yeah. Are you allowed? Because I'm not sure if you're allowed to talk about your work on that show or not. Sure. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. I am. And I've not, I've not been told otherwise. I'm I, also not sure we may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but I think that you should mention it anyway, because it's a really cool moment as a creator, I think. Sure. Yeah. So I was one of the storyboard artists that worked on the animated special for the show Blackish. And one of the shots or like one of the portions of the script that I storyboarded included the main character in bed. She's in bed sleeping, the main couple. And I know from my research and my exploration of the black hair journey and everything that sleeping with a bonnet or sleeping with a silk scarf is very important for hair protection and protective styles. And so I made sure to board that in. And it was really cool when the director, Matthew Cherry, tweeted out that we made sure that that you know, details stayed through all the rest of the process as well. Right. So making sure that I put that in the board and then that was part of the design that was built into the character for that scene. And then that went through all of the compositing and animation and everything all down the line. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the the director tweeted, but someone else tweeted as well. Like, I think a few celebrities watching the show were like, 
fuck yeah, they got this right. This is exactly yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. So that feels good. Those little details, yeah. when you go the extra mile to make sure you're getting something right and it's recognized that that always feels good, which is why I, you know, sometimes I feel total 100% honesty. Sometimes I feel I walk away from these episodes going, we're fucking crazy, man. Like all the, the reaches we make, <laughs> full tin you know, hat. yeah, full tin hat about this show, but it's fun. Like I'm not sitting here saying that the, you know, the writers are geniuses or um, I mean, they, they are in their own way, but y- you know what I mean? There's no way that all of this could be planned. And if it is fucking correct me, holy shit. But yeah. I, I think we, we deep dive a lot because just the idea, I just enjoy the idea of exploring. That's why yeah. this show appeals to me. I enjoy that. So sometimes I walk away from these podcast recordings going, we are fucking lunatics. And so is everybody listening that is like, <laughs> yes, you know, we're, this is totally, you know, tin hat, we're lunatics, but I love it. I love that we're that yeah. way. And then other times I think about it and I go, this is the way it's meant to be. This is the ultimate compliment to creating something that I can sit down for 33 podcast episodes with my friends and just theorize and just talk. And I think as a creator, if I were to sit down and listen to all these theories, it would be cool for me. I'd say, you know, oh, not that one, but that's cool. That's cool. I didn't yeah. think of that, but I like it. And in fact, it's better than what I wrote because I have done that before. I've watched people theory craft on my, my stuff and I go, oh no, that's not what I'm doing, but damn, that's good. That's, yeah. that's yeah. good. And that's so cool that you got that from what I was doing. And yeah, it's just, I can't imagine anything worse than like creating something, putting mm -hmm. it out there and then Mm -hmm. someone just sort of being like, yeah, that was cool. I didn't think any deeper on it, Yeah, (laughs) you know, or just being like, I think the idea that someone can watch what you make and care enough and be passionate about Mm -hmm. it enough to deep dive and to try and explore these theories. Mm -hmm. I think that that's like if I, you know, I'm making a film right now Mm -hmm. and I'm putting so much thought into every single thing. And I get comments in my chat of people saying like, oh, wow, you're putting a lot of thought into this. And I'm like, yeah, that's how that's how it goes. You know, like every single part of what I do, I'm thinking of those things. And it would mean a lot if someone were to watch it afterwards and say, I noticed this that you put there or I noticed that you put the effort into this moment and I understand this part. And you're doing Um, a lot with color in that show, too, or in that short film as well. Like I noticed the color too. There's a lot that you're putting into it. And I think people don't, I think watching you create it and the decisions that you're making and why you're making them is just so absolutely fascinating. And it's just like a peek into that creation process that normally we don't get to see. We just see the end product, right? Yeah. Which is why I personally find it so easy to, even though we do kind of walk away sometimes feeling a bit like lunatics, you know, I also know that the actual fundamental truth is that there is stuff there for us to look at. And Mm -hmm. there is stuff that people Mm -hmm. put into it because Mm -hmm. that's just how this works. And And that book, the fact that they like made a custom page or a custom version of that book the fact yeah. that the writers have the original map that they custom mm-hmm. made on the wall the of their studio. Map. Come yep. on, man. Like, I you know. know, they went through. Yeah. And, and the little teasers that they put, the hermetic teasers in the very beginning before the show ever dropped, you know, like they put effort into it. And it's like just wonderful to dive into it and swim around and mm-hmm. kind of like play in all of these theories and all of these thoughts. And yeah, I like it. And I'm not sure where I was going with that or how we got talking about that. But <laughs> okay. I'm okay I with have it. A, I have a supplementary thought because mm-hmm. I think 
I keep coming back to this concept of the more time and attention you put into the research of something and you're mm-hmm. crafting something that with an end goal in mind, mm-hmm. the more subconscious connections your brain yes. makes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's just mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. happens. That's how brains work. Yeah. So if you do a thousand hours of research, which might be a lot, but for something like this, like a show, it probably is easily that amount of time you're researching, you're coming up with parallels, you're coming up with connections consciously. And you have a goal in mind, you know, what we, what you said, PB, about as above, so below and how this is about grief. Even those main concepts will trickle down yes. and your brain will just yep. constantly come back to it like the North Star. It's almost and like when you instinct. Have, then you're yeah, putting like stuff instinct. into the show and you're like, yes, do this. But you don't know why, per se, or yeah. you don't feel yes, like you're consciously fits. making a decision. But then you look back on it and go, oh, yes, it was just my subconscious brain following my train of thought, which is this is the theme I want for the show or this is the thing that I, you know, had planned or you're just subtly adding those details and it's just your creative brain backing you up, really. Yep. And the more complexity there is, the more intention there is, Mm -hmm. the more you can extrapolate from it, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's not surprising to me that we can sit down and have these incredible wrong moments and theory crafting and realizations Mm -hmm. because it's like the show is so beefy. It's so meaty. You can take a bite Mm -hmm. and then just go from that, go on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So we have one more email. This comes from Caroline. Hello, Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Sorry. (laughs) Hello, ladies. I am currently up to date with the episodes and I have enjoyed the multitude of different discussions that have bloomed from this show that we all love so much. Also, as a slight sidebar, I have binged the entirety of Nocturne. I was obsessed (gasps) and I'm currently watching Witchcraft and Wizardry since I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Oh my God. Holy (laughs) shit. Two two in one radio women? Wait for it. I plan on starting Gone as well in the future. Basically, you guys are talented. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Just for those listening, that drop right there. Oh, yeah. I binge Nocturne. That is no small feat. Yeah. There's like... 38 hundreds episodes, of hours or something. Yeah. It's, That's it's like 200 lot. hours or something. Is it really? Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. I think so. Yeah. Oh, how do I look three that hours up? per episode? So three hours per episode yeah. and 30 something. 38 yeah. episodes, I think. Yeah, that's no small feat. Uh, that's no small feat at all. So that's crazy. And thank you. Hours. Thank you for that. There is something I say at the very end of Nocturne, but I can't say it because people are binging through, but just know I'm thinking of you and I'm, I'm saying that thing right now <laughs> in oh. my head. Man, that's, that is very awesome. I'm very uh, happy to hear that. Holy shit. It's, that, that wow. sounds so empty, but I, I had to use those words because I don't want to break down crying. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm very glad you checked it out. And I'm very glad you're liking it. All right. She says, anyway, I'm writing concerning the latest Radio Winden picking poison and the involvement of Aegon in Aefa's world. Yes. In the parting speech, Aefa tells Aegon to save his lineage. Yeah. The way I see it, Aefa gave Aegon a golden orb time machine when, with the instructions to save Hannah from the blast, then bring her to his younger self in the 50s, where they have Cilia, as in the Adam world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I want to point out that in that episode, we talked about a couple different outcomes, like did older Aegon go back and get with Hannah? But I've come to the conclusion that I think it's exactly that. He went back, saved her and delivered her to the 50s 
So she could basically play out the rest of her timeline the way it happened in Adam's timeline, Adam's world. So yes, 100%. Yeah. Like you pointed out in this episode, Hannah and Aegon share an unexplainable connection, which might be enough to convince Hannah that she should trust Aegon to follow his lead. So, 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 so wait, 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 wait. I'm yeah. so sorry. Back up. Who tells Aegon to save his lineage? Ava. Ava. This is that blink and you'll miss it scene. Yes. In season three where his lineage as well. She is. Yeah. But and he so, goes to Hannah to save her. That is so strange to me. Yeah. Well, Claudia is working with Aegon in Ava's world. They are both in yeah. Eret Lux. She says, please let me know what you think and feel free to use this email in an episode and use my name. Thank you, Caroline. Thanks, Caroline. Thank I you, felt like Caroline. such a nerd singing your name, but now knowing you've seen all of Nocturne, you know what a nerd I am. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at this timeline again and it looks like... Uh, Celia is not pictured in this world, but it does but say still there. Aegon and her in both worlds. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Create Celia. Yeah. Yeah. So they have oh, to wow. make what sure that matches. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Ava says. You know, everything must happen as it always has. And she uses the glitch in the apocalypse to send out her agents, quote unquote, to make sure things are happening a certain way. So I yeah. think... Ava and Hannah getting together is just one of those things that has to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then if they don't, then Bartosh and Celia do assist, don't they, in the end? No, that's Magnus. That's right. Bartosh and Celia would have to get together in order to have Noah and Agnes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Agnes. Mm -hmm. And they are there in they Ava's They are there world. in Ava's world. So wow, that's why she cool. basically is like, you have to do this to help build my army. Holy like, that's cow. fucking insane, I never man. caught that. Yeah, that's, that's wild. That's my biggest critique of season three. It yep. focuses so much on the different Marthas and the different mm -hmm. time yeah. streams. They the... really could have had an extra season. I yeah, love yeah, the idea <laughs> of doing three yeah. and wrapping it up, but we could have, yeah. and I know we've said this before, but we could have had a third season where we saw what Eret Lux and their kind of like what they believed, but maybe the show would have gone in a different direction then. Maybe it would have been more about like more leaning heavily on the existentialism side of what they spoke about in Dark. You know, you've got Adam's idea of paradise is that void, the lack of the pain, the lack of feeling. I don't want to feel those things. And then Eric Lux's life is not sweet without that bitter. Yeah. So that is a very different, not a very different stance, but it's just kind of like, I guess if you're only going after making one message in the show, then I can see why they chose not to go completely in that direction. And it just kind of yeah. happened. But yeah, yeah it's a very, very good show. That's awesome. Well, yeah. that's a great email because I had mm -hmm. not really thought about that. And mm -hmm. so this is like mind blowing for me. Thank you, Caroline, mm. for my own personal brong moment just now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Amazing. that's it. That's yeah. our Radio Wind in this episode. Thanks. This day. Thanks for this the, is our week's Radio Winden. Thanks for the dark and the Radio Winden. Um, so question that I have been meaning to posit for the last couple episodes now, but I'm pretty sure we're coming up on like the final four, aren't we? Final yeah. three, yeah. Final three. So it feels fitting that so I ask crazy. it today. I think we should come up with a list of three shows that we're interested in covering next. And then we ask our friends Ooh. on the couch in the living room what they would be most interested in. We could get a poll up. And everybody could just toss in a, an anonymous vote on what you'd be interested in covering next. I'm going to say, though, if you haven't seen the show, don't look anything up about it. Yeah. Just trust us that we'll pick something and we all go on the journey together. How's that sound? 
we could also do a hiatus after oh this, yeah i plan on we definitely need a break can all and watch then, the show yeah 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 I so definitely plan easy. on a hiatus, but I just mean our next project that we do together so that they know where to find us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely need a break. But I mean, like we could do that. We could say like, here are the next three shows. Let us know what you want. And then mm-hmm. everyone can watch it over the hiatus. And then we can. Yes. All, and then we know? can all okay. do it together. Yep. So mm-hmm. that way there's no spoilering or anything like that. Yep. I think that's really, really good. But that said, if we posit a show that you know nothing about, just don't look anything up about it. Just trust us and go yeah. just watch yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. join us on the journey. Yeah. Cause, cause we're going to pick a show that maybe might not be the same as dark in its uh, sci-fi theme, but we're going to pick a show that is as deep divey as dark. So you'll want to not know anything going into it. Awesome. Thank you so much for deep diving with us on this radio wind in. have a wonderful rest of your week and we will be back next week with our episode 29. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 29 which is marta yeah yes. yes. <laughs> long time coming yeah <laughs> all right bye bye, bye. thank you for tuning into radio winden see you next time